who's on first, what's on second, I don't know is on third, and Cam Wickline, Nate Fennell, and Zach Jones are in the RMU radio room talking softball for the first episode of Liner to Left in 2023. Gentlemen, Ooh, how are you doing? Amazing. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah, this is this is a team this year with some some pretty big expectations. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to a good season. I'm looking forward to being in here with you boys every Monday, and then listeners hearing it whenever Kevin Plowcha decides to post it. So, hopefully Tuesdays. But he said Tuesday morning. All right, Tuesday as long morning. As we get it in Monday night. It'll be in every Monday night. So, hopefully, you fine listeners can hear us every Tuesday morning. And I'm looking forward to it. So, guys, they just started their season on Friday. And where were they at, guys? They were at the uh, Running Bulldog Classic down in Gardner-Webb, I believe, correct? Yeah. yeah. They took on Austin P for their first matchup of the year. All right, Fan, why don't you, t- why don't you tell us how that went? So they took on Gar- uh, Austin P, that is, and they won the game 3-2. to two. And after five innings, they were trailing 2 to nothing. but in the sixth they tied it up with Winchell, Grover, Sakurta, and Miller all singling. And then in the seventh, they took the lead as Katsogiani bunted and then advanced to second on an error by the pitcher. And then Winchell reached on an error by the shortstop, scoring Katsogiani. So a lot of errors there for Austin P costing them. You know, guys, I, I knew that we were doing this podcast, so I actually checked in on that game. And uh, I checked in on it in the actually in the top of the sixth, and I was like, Darn, I really want them to really want them to get a win for their first game, but I couldn't end up finishing it all because we had to go to Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. Little self shout out: this group of three people went up to Cleveland State for the men's basketball team. Yeah. Covered freshman it. takeover. Yeah, freshman takeover. Nate wrote a heck of a game. Zach has always got some great videos, and oh, I got thanks. some pretty good pictures. Very so good pictures. If you guys want to go check that out? You know, little little self shout out. You always got to do it. You already know. But yeah, so I was actually kind of sad because I saw they were down 2-0. I just I was like, oh, that stinks, but. Comeback season, baby. Yeah, that Austin P game actually set a trend for the RMU softball team. They pretty much every game this weekend has been decided in the seventh inning, like right at the end of the game. I mean, the George, the Gardner Webb game, especially that game was pretty like uh, they the RMU, RMU was beating them throughout, and then at the end Gardner Webb came through, but then they found the found a way to seal it in the seventh. Uh, George Mason came down. Both games came down to the seventh inning. I mean, just like all close games. Don't want to see that. Don't want to break your heart. No, you don't want to see that. But they did end up coming out 2-2 two and two on the weekend. So for that second game against George Mason, Nate, give us a rundown of that one. So in the second game, they trailed one nothing after the second inning, but then they were able to score in the third to tie it up 1-1 as Miller hit a sack fly to score black. But then that score would remain 1-1 as we entered the bottom of the seventh. And unfortunately, George Mason would walk the game off as they... One second here. Uh, They doubled to left center to win the game. Ah, So not a fan of seeing that one get away from them. But hey, starting the season, both games were on Friday of last weekend. So... You know, one and one, not the best way to start the season, but sure as heck not the worst either. So, yeah, that was actually the uh, Saturday game that Nate was describing, but the other George oh, Mason was. game, that was definitely on the me. Friday George Mason game, uh, ended in a loss anyway, one to four, and yeah, like that one was also uh, decided in the seventh. It was tied one one, but then all RMU gave up seven uh, three runs in the seventh. 
um, unfortunately, and they would lose one to four. Heartbreaker. Uh, and then the other game on Saturday uh, was the Gardner Webb game, which I talked about a little bit earlier, the 7 6 one, which was the highest scoring game by far out of these. Yeah, Zach, you want to give us the full rundown of that Gardner Webb game? Oh, I will. So, yeah, they, uh, they scored three runs in the top of the second. Um, Ventura doubled and drove in two runs while Metheny doubled uh, and drove in a run. And they trailed four to three after the third. Um, but they scored two, two runs in the fifth to go up 5-4. Well, uh, Grover hit a two-run home run to like get that lead. And then they scored another two runs in the seventh, extending the lead to 7-4. And Winchell, Miller, and Grover all single, singled to get those runs. And then they gave up two runs in the seventh. But then uh, Dana Vaticus, who we'll talk about later today also, uh, she came in and got a save with the bases loaded at the bottom of the seventh to give them the win 7-6. Avoided another heartbreak. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, just real quick, guys. We are doing this podcast because me and Nate are both avid baseball fans, and Zach is an avid friend of us. So we'll get the names down eventually. We're just, we're <laughs> right. just, getting, we're just getting a feel for everything right now. But believe me. By hopefully next episode, we'll have these names down, but you're just going to have to deal with us for right now. But I, w- I want to go back to those George Mason games because, you know, this team, as we're going to talk about, has some, has some pretty high expectations. They were, they were voted second in the Horizon League preseason poll and even got a first-place vote. And then they dropped two to George Mason. And, you know, if you were just thinking a little bit, you would think, oh, George Mason, pretty good team probably but i mean not really they were they were ranked uh fifth in their preseason poll in their uh conference so not not exactly games i mean obviously conference is going to matter a little bit more than out of conference for robert morris but not exactly games you wanted to get away from them they wanted to get revenge for the women's basketball loss they uh suffered earlier in the year yeah, the i mean women's i guess colonials. uh yeah i mean like RMU getting those two wins, they still are tied for first in the Horizon League. Um, I mean, obviously, no in-conference play has happened, uh, but they're tied at top, at the top with Youngstown State, uh, who's at 1-1, one and one, and Robert Morris is at 2-2. Two and two. So they're still looking pretty good in Horizon League uh, play. Yes, I mean, as I, as I mentioned, this team does have some pretty high expectations coming into this year, but I think that's all based off of what they did last year whenever they made it all the way to the Horizon League Championship game and eventually did fall to the Oakland Grizzlies, who would win the Horizon League Championship. Who Pretty good team. They were, they were the team that Very got team. eight of the nine first-place votes this year. Returning so, the uh, all-Horizon League pitcher it is, right? Yeah, they're, 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 they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a tough one for RMU whenever they play us three will probably be there. It'll be a very good game, especially considering that game will be played right outside of our dorm. So yeah, oh, yeah. two Horizon so, League heavyweights going out. Yeah, so so you can bet we'll be there and we'll be able to give you all the information on that one. That's going to be a good one up in the future. But I was I want to talk about last season a little bit, guys. Uh, they had four main pitchers on their squad last year. It was ta- it was two sisters, Taylor and Rachel Reinhardt, and then Dana Vaticus and Jane Gardner. But Taylor and Rachel Reinhardt both are leaving, uh, or both left. And Taylor Reinhardt was a stud. I mean, she pitched to the tune of a 1.53 ERA, and then as a hitter, she was also just as good. She had a team high 316 batting average with an 870 OPS, led the team in home runs with five. 
So she's definitely going to be a big miss. It's I think it's going to be a battle all year to see how they can replace that that uh, that pitching that they're losing. And I think Dana Vaticus is going to have to be the one to step up. And it's I think it's going to be interesting to watch all year. Yeah, definitely abs- big some sh- some big shoes to fill. Oh, absolutely. And Dana Vaticus has looked great this year uh, so far too. And um, they also lost Erica Bell, their second uh, lead-in hitter last year. Um, she was an outfielder, but um, I mean, like you said, they made it to the championship. A lot of this team, like, ha- was on that championship team. You know, Elisa Kutsugiani, sorry, uh, Catalina Saxon, Julia Ehrman, um, the Faith Miller. There's a ton of names on there that were there last year. So, like, getting that cha- champion experience, they know what it takes to get there, and um, I. I can guarantee they're hungry as heck to get back yeah and you have to think that's why this team's coming in with such high expectations i mean there's there there has to be a reason for it and i think that is it they did it last year with obviously losing big pieces but returning a lot of key players yeah i definitely think they'll be on a revenge path this year against oakland trying to redeem what happened last year in the championship yeah i I know we're four games into the season but guys i'm i'm looking forward to those games already i think those are gonna be a lot of fun already circling my calendar for that one yeah absolutely and uh, this, this team's led by their head coach, Jex Varner, who last year had his best season as a coach anywhere. Still a young guy. I'm not going to lie, when I was doing a little research for this podcast, I looked him up. I thought he was a college kid. He, he, doesn't, look, he doesn't look very old, but seems like a pretty good coach. He started off his career at Lafayette. Or, I, my apologies. He started off his career at RMU as an assistant coach yeah. when he was getting his master's degree in 2008 and nine. So, you know, always got to be getting them studies done, guys. So true. And so then after that, he went to D2 Ashland for a year in 2010. For He was an assistant coach. Went back up to the D1 level for at Kent State from 2011-2013. Then got his first head coaching gig at Lafayette for four years in 2013-2017. And after that, he's been the head coach at RMU ever since and has been consistently getting better. So this is someone who I think is definitely the man for the job to lead this program. Obviously did a good job last year. Seems to be bringing in the talent. Seems to know what to do with the talent. I think, I, think, I think we got a good coach here, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he seems to be like a fielder whisperer. I mean, whenever he was at Lafayette, he the program was one of the best uh, fielding percentage like teams in the league. They had .970 fielding percentage, which is great. And, uh, I mean, he's it seems like he's been able to translate that to the Colonial so far. And, yeah, he's still young. I mean, hopefully he can keep getting better. Yeah, I definitely think this is a big part to the team, and I'm glad to have him for sure on our on our squad. And he's got a name like Jex. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty that's sick a, name. That's, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. that's a pro in and of there itself. There is no coach in the horizon that has a name like Jex. That is easily the best. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm looking forward to interviewing this dude. Like, I, I'm gonna be like, hey, Jex, what's up? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Two X's and all. If there was yeah. an all-name Horizon League team, he oh, would yeah. be on it for sure. Oh yeah, sure. He, he's the manager of the all-name team in the Horizon League. <laughs> And, yeah, as we said, I mean, he's leading a team with a lot of high expectations. And one of the big things this year, this is a this is a player expectation, not a team expectation. Elena Kutsogiani is oh, yeah. she, she's a little speed demon, guys. Yeah. Big-time speed demon, yeah. Last year, she, as a freshman, she set the single-season stolen base record for RMU with 38, which also led the Horizon League, which, once again, she did as a freshman. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And not only, what, uh, not only was she doing that, she was second on the team in hits, and she was third in average, so she was getting on base, too. And um, we haven't seen that translate so far this season. She hasn't had any stolen bases. 
Uh, but we have seen her speed translate. Um, I, in, uh, I can't remember which game it was, but in one of the games, she got um she got a bunt and then she also stole it was the second. Uh, austin p game austin she p did game in the yeah oh, first game of the year yep, yep. yeah yeah and th- that was a that was a crucial run too it was in the seventh you said right yeah, yeah. uh she got on base on a bunt and then um got to second on an errant throw i think yeah the uh, game was tied two two and then she was the go-ahead run yeah so her speed is already becoming a factor in games and yeah she was a big part of that championship squad last year she was once again starting as a freshman um, and she's just a sophomore. She has a chance to break the RMU single season, uh, or not even single, single season. They, she has a chance to break the RMU career record for steals as a sophomore. She's only 21 shy, which she got 38 last year, so she could easily break it as a sophomore. This girl could, no one could touch her record if she wants. Yeah, she's, she's given me the vibes that uh, if me and her had a 100-meter dash, except I only had to run 50 meters, I think she'd still smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she's oh, yeah. quick. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun watching her chase that record. Chasing a record is only a sophomore. I know it's I mean, ridiculous. That's, it's crazy to say, but I mean that's what's, that's that's gonna be a big storyline. We're gonna have to follow all year. I'm really looking forward to watching her chase that. For I sure, think she might sure. even get the record before we start Horizon League play. Yeah, th- there's a real chance. Like that's crazy. She's still got she's got three more years. I mean, she really might enter herself into like the upper echelon of RMU athletes ever oh, in yeah. any sport. Like. Oh yeah, she's gonna be fun to watch for the next couple of year, guys. We're we're just freshmen. We're gonna get to watch all of it. Nah, I'm I'm excited. She's on the opposing team scouting report for sure. Oh yeah, it might be a Cal Ripken consecutive games played yeah, type like, record, <laughs> never like, being touched. never to be touched. And you're right, he's gonna be on the opposing team scouting report. He's gonna say, "Don't let her steal." And from what I'm seeing, it's, I don't think it's gonna matter. But I don't think you can do <laughs> I don't anything think it's to stop matter. it. She'll tell the first baseman, I'm off and gone on this pitch, and she sits, she's safe at second. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Sorry, she's going to be like, I'm going to make it easy on you guys. I'm going to take it 70%, and they're still not even going to throw down because she's going to be She's already going to be there. There's no point. She's the Ricky Henderson of the uh, Horizon League. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's going to be my favorite storyline to follow this year. For that, sure. That one, and then we brought this up a little earlier. Who's going to be the new ace of this team? Because last year, as we said, the ace of the team was uh, Taylor Reinhardt. She pitched. She pitched very well, but she's gone. We need, we need someone to step up, and I think that person is going to be Dana Vaticus. Nate, you want to you want to tell us how she did this weekend? Yeah, Dana Vaticus pitched in three games over the weekend. One against Austin P. In the second game against George Mason, and then in the game against Gardner Webb. In in the Austin P. game, she went five innings, only giving up two earned runs. And then in the George Mason game, she went six and a third innings, giving up two earned runs. And then, as Zach said earlier, she came into the Gardner-Webb game and shut the door, getting the RMU win. And she only went one inning, giving up a big-time zero earned runs and got the save, as I said, with the bases loaded. So overall, she went 12 and a third innings and only gave up four earned runs with nine strikeouts and seven walks, which is pretty impressive, especially this early in the season. Yeah, and because of that, because of that great performance, she is going to be our player of the weekend. Dana Vaticus pitched very well. My only concern with her is got to get the walks down a little bit. Yeah. The walks are the only concerning thing. She's given up over a walk, or she's giving up over half a walk an inning, which isn't crazy but walks is as you guys know walks come back to bite you so yeah Yeah, they may not have all came into score yet but as the old saying goes walks always come into score so yeah and 
honestly, it, it feels like I'm just nitpicking because she she was fantastic this weekend. So, not I'm not even not even criticizing. More of just a what's going to take her from really good to Horizon League Pitcher of the Year. And I think if she can cut down on the walks, that's mm-hmm. going to take her into the upper echelon of college softball, and she's going to become elite. And it'll I, give her the ability to pitch more innings too, as well as yeah. she'll have less pitches thrown as the walks cause more pitches. Yeah. And yeah, so. I think the most important, like the most impressive thing about that save to me uh, was she started off actually with a hit by pitch um, and then immediately grounded out, which uh, uh, that scored two runs. So, and then immediately she came back and got out. A st- oh, wow. She got a hit, another hit by pitch. Um, but then she struck out uh, Strobel. She struck him out looking and then grounded another one out. So she was, she, came back from like starting off that save a little iffy and then just came back and sealed the deal. And I think that's, what's really impressive. Yeah. Showing a lot of composure. That's, mm-hmm. that's not something you can teach. That's something that just has to be, it's just gotta be a part of you. And she, she seems to have it, which is a good thing for the colonials. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those are going to be the things that we're going to, we're going to be watching along with this year, guys. So unless you guys have anything else, I'm just very excited excited to see what this team can do. And then uh, upcoming in the Low Country Classic, that should be very exciting as they take on Syracuse, Charleston, and then one other team, I believe. Rutgers. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, shout out. Yeah, so, so they, got, they, got, they got a couple big games coming up next weekend. Don't don't be scared. We'll, two we'll, weekends. Co- we'll cover them all for you guys. Yeah. It's in two weekends, February 24th. Okay, so it's in two weekends. So we will be we probably won't be back here next Monday, but we'll be back here the Monday after that, and then after that probably every consecutive Monday until this season ends. So thank you guys for listening. This has been a pretty great first podcast, in my humble opinion. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye bye. Thanks so much.